0: Dear Reactive listener, Unfortunately, we had a fuckload of Skype-related technical problems in this episode. We had to do a bunch of editing, so this episode is a little oddly cut. We sincerely hope you will enjoy it anyway. Hugs, Raquel Henning and Khalil.
1: Welcome to Reactive! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm Raquel, and here's Khalil.
0: Hello. It is me. I think you mean... <laughs> what? I think mean, Oh, sorry. Hello. Hello. Chit <laughs> is... Chit is... Chmi. Chalil. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. Maybe we should restart... The, no, okay, it's fine. Um yeah, it's totally fine. So, uh So, Henning... Henning has survived the paddling across <clears throat> the Atlantic. Yes. And has landed in Florida.
0: With enormous um, thighs. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and and arms oh right 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 because he was paddling paddling um, it's a paddle boat yes yes right in the little paddle boats um yeah. and uh and is is currently as we speak moving within florida and so hopefully he doesn't get assaulted by a whole bunch of pokemon um but uh you know mm-hmm. continued mm-hmm. safe travels dear henning and hopefully next week we'll have him back on the show
0: yeah, hopefully. So uh uh yeah, I was suggesting that uh, everybody should uh, definitely put on their nicest clothes and prepare mm-hmm. some drinks, but uh he said that he will have to, he'll be at work so he can't really uh pour anything alcoholic. So um yeah, I thought I was very disappointed.
1: I mean, well, <clears throat> it's his first week at the like in the office. He probably wants to put on a good impression. I mean, what kind of culture is that,
0: please? <laughs> You can't drink in the middle of the day. It was
1: so weird to me, I have to say. When I lived in Europe, it was so weird to me that uh. people would, would like, have, have beer with lunch. I was like, what are you doing? That doesn't make any sense. Why are you having beer with lunch? It's, it's, it's still daylight out. Like, the, the sun is still shining. What?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, but because people don't yeah. drink to get drunk. I mean, not always, but uh, sometimes they just drink to, uh, to drink, yeah. to enjoy. Um. Yeah. No. But I I mean, this doesn't happen here. I mean, really. No. In Germany. In Germany, mostly, if you have an office job, you don't drink during the day. Uh, Yeah. So. That's fair. I'm just kidding. But for me, it's night. For you, for you, it's in the middle of the day, and for Henry it will also be. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, For him,
1: it'll be the afternoon. I mean, I could if I really wanted to. Oh yeah,
0: because you're home mostly, right?
1: Yeah. 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 I work from home on Wednesdays. Yeah. Wednesday. Okay. On recording days, <laughs> there you go.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay. Well. Oh, well. Anyway. Yeah. So. So. Hopefully, um, he'll be he'll be uh, uh, part of the next episode, and we can finally celebrate our uh, one year of one reactive. Year. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Yeah. Woo-hoo! <laughs> I was thinking of if I was m- asking myself uh, self uh sh- should we do something special for the for the celebration episode maybe we we could uh throw out the opportunity for people to ask questions uh yeah. you know on the slack channel or something like that mm-hmm. absolutely try that out and see if we can yeah if we can come up with uh with a bunch of questions that we can then answer uh mm-hmm. competently or funnily or entertainingly
1: yeah okay
0: maybe yes. yeah so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna throw that in the in the chat
1: soon. yes yes
0: yeah uh yeah so uh so yeah he's moving from uh, somewhere to finally ocala i think right which is going to be <laughs> or, florida ocala which is going to be the final destination where his job is i
1: believe and, so yeah i believe so i don't i don't know
0: <laughs> the famous <laughs> city of ocala somewhere
1: in florida yeah, yeah, it's somewhere in Florida, and I think that's, you know, good. <laughs> Enjoy Florida, Henning.
0: Yeah, it's warm. Enjoy Florida. It's nice.
1: It. I'm sure it's hot and humid right now Yeah. because it's summertime in the northern hemisphere. And I'm, honestly, it's just Florida. It's always kind of hot and humid. Anyway, um, so safe travels, Henning. We will see you soon. Or chat with you. We'll chat <clears throat> with you soon. Yes. That'll be good. Um what's been going on this week
0: yeah um so the thing that impacted uh mo- the most for me was a funny article that i read about mm. um uh this guy he said um he peeked into his node modules folder and you won't believe what happened next <laughs> did you did you see that article
1: <laughs> i heard about this article
0: <laughs> i mean it is it is really really funny um It's just, it's complete, it's satire, of course, and he's just going, he's just, there's so many in-jokes, and it's, I mean, let me see, I can quote some stuff, because I don't really have anything else (laughs) this week. Um, (laughs) Uh-oh. Let me see. uh, To go to uh, uh, my profile here on Medium. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh yeah so for instance he said so the left pad fiasco shook the javascript community to its core when a rouge developer removed a popular module from npm causing tens of projects to go dark
1: <laughs> and, i love that and, it's a rouge developer and not a rogue <laughs> developer yeah, you exactly. know just <laughs>
0: <sighs> it's great I love it. And also, uh, JS is a JavaScript web framework that specializes in quickly rendering to-do lists. It packs quite the punch at only 112 kilobytes minified and gzipped. But what most people don't know is how much of that 112 kilobytes is spent on nothing. (laughs) 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 And then there's a code, like there's a, he puts it like a a code uh, code block where he's... um, He's using like a bash, some bash commands to count the amount of node modules that are in the node modules folder, and you can, and he's and he, he typed a few wrong commands that didn't work. It said zshell command not found, and he put all of that in there too. <laughs> it's just fun. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, it's oh. full full with all this stuff. It's uh, it was very entertaining to me. <clears throat>
1: I think a lot of people saw that and thought maybe it was uh, Jen Schiffer writing it under a pseudonym. Oh, um, yeah. It's but, very similar, yeah. It's, 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 it's satire. It's entertaining. It's cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, many people, do, as in the comments, you can see a lot of people who didn't get that it was satire. Or they didn't really yeah. read it or just glossed over it. And then lots of them are trying to correct him and stuff like that oh yeah, um, yeah that, that's really common matters. yeah yeah it is but yeah. I think uh, I think honestly for for people who are not <clears throat> uh, really um, or people who are new to JavaScript and development and using NPM and stuff like that uh, mm-hmm. might be difficult to 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 de- decipher that this is satire you know mm-hmm. yeah if, totally if not super into the into the scene of the JavaScript world
1: yeah yeah and I think that's always it's interesting right because there's so many people who keep coming into into this uh this industry and Mm -hmm. it's like oh but I oh and and you just I I learned early on to just never trust anyone Mm -hmm. just never believe anything Mm -hmm. trust but verify is is as close as I will get to trusting anybody when it comes to like written stuff just just because you never mm-hmm. know people could just be bsing
0: yeah that's it's, that's just <laughs> the internet in general right <clears throat>
1: what you mean everything i read on the internet isn't true
0: uh, no so but confused. it could be it, it it has the potential to be true but uh, oh. it, just because it's there doesn't mean it is uh dun, dun, yeah dun, dun, dun. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, and, and so so. What I also did this week was I I I learned React uh, on my train ride. So because I never, I mean, I've been reading a lot about React and like the principles of it and what goes into it and what it does and stuff. But I never really mm-hmm. looked at a tutorial and wrote code and stuff like that. So I did that in the train recently. I went through a tutorial and. Um, it was actually um, really nice. It was like a, a, f- a breath of fresh air because I am kind of, <clears throat> I'm confronted confronted with all this Angular 2 stuff right now. And it really seems in some places a lot of uh, very over-engineered. But th- that also comes, I- in our case, comes with uh, the fact that like we have to, in some places have to kind of dive into Angular and what it does exactly and what the routing does because we have like a lot of edge case thingies going on where where we, we are building a platform for other apps to be built upon and we are kind of building this main core application that then can load all the other applications. So we have to implement basically lazy loading of other applications that are full-blown uh, Angular two apps and like... And But also then, of, on top of that, Angular 2 is not completely ready. It's st- still a release candidate. And they have the weird, very weird kind of uh, habit of changing a lot from one release candidate to the next one francis they they totally like changed the implementation of the router now they introduced a module system this is not really something that you do from release candidate to release candidate um, that's more like you know like that that's breaking changes from you know major versions really or something like so it's it's there's a lot you have to kind of deal with at this moment if you are trying to implement something for production in angular 2 and then just uh, learning about react was just like so refreshing and because everything seems like all the uh you know the methods uh from from mm-hmm. the from the api they're just kind of very straightforward, everything is just very clear about what this method does, and <clears throat> you can set state here, you can dangerously set HTML there, you can render, you can do something else, I don't know. And there's, um, it, it was just, it's very nice, it, it seemed like a very clear and simple kind of API to work with in order to build a UI. So that, that was really, uh, it was a nice experience just to to kind of learn a little bit more about it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Although I did find one potential snag in React, huh. which is if you wanted to do something like um, fade-in or fade-out, or no, sorry, slide-ins and slide-outs uh, with React, and you wanted to do it with CSS animations, mm-hmm. you have to tell React to, my understanding is, that you you have to tell React to give it like a timeout, basically, like wait this much time for the CSS to do the animation and then continue, Mm
0: -hmm. which Mm -hmm. I think
1: is a little weird. Yeah. So kind of the biggest news I think that I have to share is um, there was a little bit of a hoopla last week when we announced on the NPM blog that, um, that the website code is no longer public, Hmm. which um, I know for a lot of people that makes them really, really upset because, you know, NPM, open source, et cetera, et cetera. Um, There were actually a couple of reasons why we... uh, So instead of having a new dub dub... Uh, repo for all of our website code. We have shut that down and have instead opened up basically what amounts to a basic issue tracker for people to say, "Hey, this is broken. That's broken. Whatever." Mm-hmm. Um, the the major issue, the first reason why we decided to make the code private uh, was because Travis was taking way too long, and we tried talking to the to the folks at Travis. So uh, if you've done any. Builds with Travis. The way that it generally works is, um, if if you have a an open source repo, then it uses the open source servers. So you get in, into a queue, and your your builds get built whenever they get built, and that's cool and that's great, especially for a lot of smaller open source projects. Mm-hmm. Um, if the build goes green in three hours, it's not a big deal because you probably are in bed already, and you know it's fine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then if you have a private repo, then you can pay Travis and say, hey, Travis, like my entire organization, um, you know, do all the, like, like, put my private repo in its own separate queue so that it can go nice and fast, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Well, there's a thing within Travis where if you have an open source code base, even if you're already paying for uh, the private kind of like Travis private type stuff, your open source code base will still go into the open source queue. Um, which, for us, we can't wait two hours for our build to go green before we push to production. Like especially if there's a bug or something like that that's it's really not good. like we we really, really can't afford that amount of time. So, the first plan was just so we talked to Travis and and they were like, well, you know, this is how things work right now and, and we're working with them to see if there's anything that we can do long term. But mm-hmm. for the moment, we had to just kind of go with okay, well, we're going to make our repo private. So what we did was we cloned it, um, and we cloned it into a private repo, and then uh, and that fixed everything with the Travis builds. But then as time went on, we kept adding more and more code. We were moving as as fast as we could and. <sighs> We didn't have time to kind of uh, rebase the public code with the private code. Um, and ultimately, we came to the decision that like, it's actually been separate for months. Mm-hmm. And like, maybe three or four people noticed that the code in the public repo didn't match what was on the website anymore. It was very, very few people who actually said anything at all. Um and so we were like, well, maybe people just don't care. So we we kind of like decided to sunset it. And there were and and so we the other major thing was the code is out of date and it's a mess. It's a huge 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 mess and we figured, you know what, this isn't really worth uh, the time to keep things posted here. And people were putting in pull requests to code mm-hmm. that no longer mattered. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were putting in issues to code that no longer mattered. Uh, <laughs> and there were all of these old, old issues that like we weren't going to get to. Um, and, and people were pinging support for issues that really they could have just pinged us for. So it was a whole big mess. And we decided to just say, you know what, let's just sunset this repo because it's not actually useful to anyone anymore. Mm -hmm. Let's create a new repo that's just for issues. Um, Some people saw this as like some, I don't know, deeper, like, I don't know, capitalistic sort of maneuver that slowly NPM is being eaten by VCs and that's why everything's going private. And it's like, actually has nothing to do with the VCs. The VCs had nothing to do with this. It was... 100 percent uh the web team's decision uh we we fought about it we totally fought about it there were a lot of people who were like no we can't we can't close the source of this um and but ultimately we we came to we came to a mutual agreement a decision to just go ahead and shut this repo down um people have feelings about this and that's fine and that's good um we still open source, like we, we've we been modularizing our website and we've been creating new repos for all sorts of things of like little pieces of our website
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and sharing those as needed. And, and we're going to keep doing that. Um, but in terms of the actual code base being useful, it wasn't useful anymore. And I think mm-hmm. there's a major difference between open source and just... Um, and and open collaboration. Mm -hmm. Um, And we want people to collaborate on things that they really can collaborate on. I mean, nobody can even run the website if they're not a member of the web team. So you can't collaborate on it at all. Like, (laughs) anybody who's tried to run the website has been like, this doesn't work. And it's like, yeah, we know. And we don't have enough people on our team. Our company is 25 people. The web team is three. Uh, we don't have the people power to make it so that we can really accept contributions from the greater open source community. And I felt like it was a bigger lie to say that we did and actually didn't than to just admit that we can't um, and just, you know, close that door for now. It's not permanent, but just for now because we it's too much to to take on. Um, lots of great things are coming from NPM moving forward. Uh, but you know we need we need to focus all of our attention on making that happen so that we can deliver on really great products for everybody. So, yeah,
0: of course, <sighs> yeah. I mean, npm yeah. has high visibility in the in the developer world, and um, mm-hmm. with high visibility comes uh, a, a, a high amount of knee jerk reactions when something like that happens. Um, yeah. It's normal. Yeah. I guess. You know.
1: It is normal. I mean and, and it stinks, right? Because especially the people on our team who are like, I don't want to close source this. Mm-hmm. It's like, I know. I know you don't want to close source this. I mean, like, on on a on a idealist level, we don't want to close source this either. But we don't have the tools or the people time to keep it open source, right? To really make it truly open source. Because when something, to me, when something's open source, other people can touch it and can play with it and can like, can run all of the tests like we couldn't even let people people couldn't even run our test suite like it was so broken it was just a bad broken experience like like in terms of ux for open source like it was just awful right
0: no it makes total sense i mean yeah it's very clear i mean well Mm -hmm. uh and it's and i think it's 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 cool that you that you're then also releasing like, parts of it where people can actually run tests and, and yes. you know, contribute properly to those yes. repositories. It helps. Absolutely. It makes it uh, all better for everybody. I think and, so. And I also, uh, honestly, I'm not sure what the, the huge benefit is for the community to have um, the NPM, the complete NPM website code open source because it's 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 tailored to to npm's needs and to your kind of infrastructure and everything
1: i can hear you again okay
0: (laughs) yeah i was just saying that uh, the npm website and the code and everything is kind of tailored to npm's needs and to your infrastructure and Mm -hmm. it's it's and that's normal like for every company that's going to be this way and it's mo it mostly really does not make any sense for somebody um at home to run it on their machine and stuff so um i think it's it's just like a natural progression
1: yeah definitely i think i think a lot of it also come yeah yeah i think so too and i think I think for some people, they really wanted because we were one of the few kind of big projects that use Happy. Um, a lot of people wanted to look at npm's website as the the resource for how to write a good Happy website. Um, except the fact of the matter is that our use of Happy was not necessarily the norm. We did a lot of major changes. Um, you there?
0: I mean, we can. I mean, we can do one last try. Like, if if you say you hear me, you hear me. Um, good now. And yeah. We'll just we we'll, can we can try to <laughs> we can try to finish it. <laughs> Let's do it.
1: Okay. 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 Um. So so the
0: last last thing that I said was something about oh, yeah, the site is tailored for your needs and for your infrastructure, and this makes sense for people to run it on their machine, blah, 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 blah.
1: Right, and right, right. And, and and on top of that, like, there's the... So NPM is... is The NPM website is one of the few really large uh, websites that use the happy js framework. Oh, yeah. Um, or <laughs> the Happy framework. And so I think a lot of people were looking at NPM as a means to kind of learn how to use Happy um but the fact of the matter is that the architecture of the npm website has changed so many times in the last 2 years that it's in this constant state of kind of flux mm-hmm. there's no there's no definitive okay here's how to put together a proper happy web app Mm -hmm. um (laughs) so it's a little silly to kind of look at ours because it's just really gnarly it's really gnarly there we've added a lot of things to it we've changed a lot of things to it it's not necessarily the most wonderful great fantastic thing that i think people want to see right um and while we could make an argument for work in progress i think the fact that people can't contribute to it um or really and that we don't really have time to answer questions about it, it really just puts a huge damper on the whole thing like we can't be good open source citizens with this one right now right and so sorry folks yeah
0: it makes, perf- makes perfect makes yeah. perfect sense and I'm sure that uh if people uh think about it, they will also come to that conclusion. <laughs>
1: I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. we We got yeah. a little bit of flack, but uh, you know, yeah
0: Sorry that goes me. that goes with the territory and and fame, all that fame. Oh, famousness. Fame. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: But anyway. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> good times at
0: NPM. <laughs> good
1: times at NPM. So yeah. yeah, what else is going on?
0: Yeah, not much really. Um I'm kind of uh I'm just like I'm just fighting with with this Angular two thing right now. Like there's this this is uh, it's just like there's this uh component that um I have to migrate um, tr- basically, where you—it's uh, just a simple kind of, you know, those modals that pop up, and you can, you know, it says, "Are you sure you want to log out?" or something like that, and you can say, "Press yes or no or cancel or K stuff like that." Mm-hmm. Um, it, like if if in 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 this um, project that we have, like, it's supposed to be very generic code that if some if uh, like a developer that writes uh, an Angular application on top of our stuff they should be they should just be able to import that component and use the API that we give them Uh, and it's basically something like show info message um, and then uh, like message component and then show info message and then pass a configuration like the cancel text, the action, the call to action text, and stuff like that, right? And then um, it should just show it. It doesn't, and it shouldn't. It doesn't matter how their application looks or what r- runs in it, or whatever. It always has to look exactly the same because our core application is always kind of surrounding their application. And mm. in order to do that, we have to. Um, so so basically how we display that mo- modal message thing is by it's you have to put a piece like a div a piece of html um you have to append it to the body of the um of the web page and so that you can position it absolute and nothing interferes with it right you can you can layer it over the application and everything that's that's uh on the site, basically, and in order to do that, but the thing is that the Angular application, um, uh, basically, is is bootstrap bootstrapped on on um, an HTML element that is within the body. So the body is is not part of the Angular um, application. So in order to to get that <laughs> to get that div. That I need to display the modal, I have to do like horrendous things within that Angular <laughs> framework, to because then I have to use like I have to use the um, the DOM API directly, um, and then kind of do like all kinds of crazy stuff. Well, it's it just seemed crazy to me. Like I had to do a lot of research in, to, in order to find out how I can then make that one part of HTML. That is actually not part of my angular application or my angular application context. How I can include it into my context and then you know change the c s s and insert the configuration text that I get from the pro like from the from the API from the programmer and stuff like that and it was just it's just insane <laughs> to um once you you have to look under the hood in there, it gets really kind of nasty, <laughs> and it's and yeah, it sounds gnarly. Yeah, it's really <laughs> gnarly, and and it's and it's just um, so weird because, um, I mean, it is an edge case, and you're not really supposed to do that. But actually, the Angular Material project they do the same thing, and and um, so Angular Material. Is basically like a UI library that's based on that's written with Angular two, or there was an Angular one version. Now there's an Angular two version, and and we basically copy a lot of for this specific component, we copied things that they did in there because they have exactly this kind of type of modal, and they do all of so, and and you have to you have to yeah and it's just it's just really gnarly and it's also how they do it is gnarly but it's even for me it was even harder to understand because also um they do a lot of abstraction on top of abstraction and then have classes that get that get um that get uh extended and like it goes into all kinds of depths and just to follow the logic of of one of these models being opened was it took me like hours to figure out how this all kind of works together and it, it's just so weird because it's a, such a simple thing you know that we used to do with with jquery before in a few lines of code and now now it like it takes all this work and kind of figuring out how to use it properly and oh my god it was really it it it's was really hard and it kind of <clears throat> yeah it's it's difficult like it, it that's where where now I kind of feel like Angular two is over engineered. As soon as you kind of have to look mm. into in, into those kind of bits and pieces, and you have to do so much to do such a little thing, you know. It's yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's, that's it's a little hard. gross. I think my my biggest concern with like Angular et cetera is um, and and React is how to like. So with Ember, it's very clear that there are this, there's a very exact way to do things. Like, this is the Ember way. If you do it any other way, it just won't work the way you want it to. Um, and I think CSS is kind of like that. But a lot of people don't know all the rules for CSS. And so you can, it'll let you do things, but it won't work the way you necessarily want it to. Mm-hmm. JavaScript is extremely open. You can do whatever you want. There is about 25 different ways to do it. You know, go to it, good luck. Um, and I think for me trying to learn something new like react i'm a little worried because i'm kind of like i think that there are certain proper ways to do things in react but i don't know what they are yet and i don't really know where to go to find those out um and and so i have a little bit of like programming anxiety of like well what if i do it wrong Mm -hmm. um not that we have you know not that we show our code to everyone in the world anymore so i don't i don't know <laughs> not that other people can really chime in and tell me what i'm doing wrong um <laughs> but uh but I, I i do i do think it's it's going to be interesting i think that there, there's an interesting learning curve of like how do you do it in this language or this yep. framework um and in a way that is the most efficient way of doing things um because yeah. you you want opportunities to kind of mess up so that you can learn from messing up. Um I don't want dogma, but I do want I do want a little bit of help. Yeah. And I'm not entirely sure where to get that.
0: Um I think you can definitely get it um if you ask if you ask the the people from the React community uh directly. Mm-hmm. Like there's a few, there's a lot of helpful uh people yeah. there. And, and but in general how you can go about that is also i think because angular uh, i mean react and angular to angular as well but react has this kind of um or it forces you to use a component architecture right where you kind of mm-hmm. you are encouraged uh, first of all you have to have like a main component and then you have all the rest of your application in there but then you're also encouraged to split up your functionality um the functionality of the ui into smaller components just mm-hmm. you know as it makes sense and because you have those components you have like isolated pieces of functionality mm-hmm. which yeah. which which means that you can you can just try stuff out without ha- having to be uh afraid of you know, messing or accumulating too too much technical debt debt into the future because because you because you can always dive into the component and improve that component because as far as I know, when it comes to React, there is there is some optimization that you can do with how often the component is being updated when data is is changing. Like you you can. Because you can, you might run into the problem where there is new data coming, and there's certain things, um, certain properties in that data have changed, which means that some components must re-render. But then there are also, but then the data gets passed down to sub-components, and then all of them re-render, or something along those lines. And there is something where you can check, uh, we can make sure that there's a check first, that they check, re- is, 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 is the data that me, uh, you know, the component that I am right now, is the data that I use, did that really change? Do I have to re-render? And you only re- re-render in that case, and that kind of improves performance. I, I think I've mm-hmm. seen stuff like that. But other than that, I don't think that you can do, um, you can do uh, so much wrong with React. And I think like mm-hmm. I said it's just easily fixed. You just mm-hmm. start. You just tweet out the question and then uh, <laughs> you don't have you don't have the, the help. The answers will
1: come. The answers will come.
0: <laughs> I think so. Uh, I mean it's it's amazing how much adoption react has been getting in the oh, in, yeah. in the last year. I mean it's it has grown uh, immensely.
1: Yes. Yes. It, it's funny. I keep joking about how I was I was there. I was there at JSConf 2014, I think it was. Maybe it was mm-hmm. 2013. I think it might have been 2013. When the the React or the Facebook engineers got on stage at JSConf US and were like, hey, so we built a new framework and it's called React. And like half the room went, ugh. <laughs> another framework. Ugh. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, now, three years later, like, they were onto something mm-hmm. um obviously so yeah. so that's pretty cool i think um i think it's I, I think it's really neat watching our industry kind of grow and and grow up um and and sometimes that means people starting to kind of come together on certain tools and uh and frameworks and um there will always be there will always be plenty of options and choices and not everyone's going to pick the same things as you but certain things will float to the top uh, higher than other things and i think that's yeah i think that's a good thing more people will adopt kind of the bigger things yeah. so so we'll see i'm i'm actually kind of excited i i got invited to hang out with uh some of the react core devs at uh at airbnb once a month um so I might I might go do that. Oh, go cool. hang out and and ask them a bunch of newbie questions. Like they really wanted people who were like interested in contributing to React Core to show up and I am like, yeah, I have no interest in doing that right now. But can you help me with my React app? <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure they're gonna love that. Um, <laughs> I'm sure but will. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty good about the types of questions I ask. So yeah. Um So yeah, what else is going on? What else is happening? <clears throat>
0: um, really, I, I I don't know. There is um, <laughs> for me I just like I'm so preoccupied with uh, with the baby that's coming soon, and uh, we're preoccupied with uh, kind of making changes in the flat. Um, yeah, and, you know, yeah, yeah. We have to like change a lot. We have uh, this little room that is currently an office, which has to be the baby room, and. We are. Um, we bought a new sofa, and we are. Uh, I, I, we did some some painting, painting the walls Ooh. white and stuff like that. Like, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of that kind of stuff going on, which is, uh, <laughs> it doesn't allow me to consume news on the internet so much. Right, recently.
1: Don't worry. There isn't much news on the internet right now, anyway. It's just yeah. a whole lot of.
0: It's, it's just the same all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, at least in the U.S., it's just politics and sports. That's it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And oh, honestly,
1: but n- n- cool Hm? Yeah, uh,
0: tr Trump is getting uh, bashed a lot recently, isn't he? Like, yeah, he seems to be more. He's, he seems to be getting more beat up recently than he used to. Well,
1: because he's being a little bit. He's he's not. Um, He's saying kind of not good things, and he was always saying not <laughs> good was, uh, things before. Yeah, but now the things that he's saying are really not good.
0: Yeah, um,
1: yeah. He he essentially implied that if Hillary should become president, someone should assassinate her. Yeah, which yeah. is kind of not a good thing to say. Mm. Um. So I think the the current uh, what's the. What's the word The current conspiracy theory is that Trump never actually wanted to get this far, and he's just as shocked as the rest of us that he has <laughs> tried to get out. And, and he's basically trying to get out, but he doesn't want to quit because that'll make him look like a loser. and instead, he's just hoping that someone will fire him, because mm-hmm. that's a lot easier. Yeah you can save face that way. somehow. Right. Somehow that is more noble in his brain to get <laughs> fired than to just quit.
0: Um yeah somebody posted a video yeah. in the Slack chat also that was kind of paradise para, para. oh god uh it was like a satire thing where they they had like oh we're going to do this uh, or uh, Trump hired you know this team there and they're going to do like a joke uh, pred- uh pre- presidency candidate Mm. one thing and and then they get further and further and suddenly the company has a lot of employees and they can't fire them and 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 (laughs) Trump and Trump is calling them uh, you know on a conference call and he's like crying he's like oh I don't want to do this (laughs) they're like oh we're gonna tell them we're gonna tell them later it was all the jokes gonna be great but you know let's just do this this you know this next joke and it goes on and on and on (laughs) oh gosh oh
1: gosh it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse um, but I so there's a so there's there's talk of a new candidate in town. Um, oh really? Uh, yeah. So so there's a new candidate and and they've already chosen their running mate. Um, it's a Dolphin Elephant 2016. Um, Dolphin is you know tends to be a little bit more um, focused on inter- environmental issues. Um, but really cares a lot about equality uh, and and sensibility and um, an elephant, you know, is a really good running mate because um, it's it's used to kind of living in in environments that are a little bit more heated, um, but it, you know remembers everything and and is strong and can push forward. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so dolphin elephant 2016.
0: Cool. Candidates that
1: we can really, we can really, you know, stand behind. I think, I think Dolphin's going to make a, a pretty good splash.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so- sounds great. Sounds, sounds very really good.
1: I'm totally serious. Can you tell?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. So serious. It, serious. it is serious.
1: This is, this is serious business. Yes. American politics are super serious and we should take them seriously and i think dolphin elephant that's the ticket that's the ticket
0: sounds amazing yeah i think uh we're we are at the mark um um i would say let's say uh oh i i'm going to check if we have any new um i doubt it but if we have any new oh. <laughs> reviews <laughs> yeah well recently they have been kind of slow yeah we don't have any new reviews
1: oh um, <clears throat> leave us some reviews my friends
0: <laughs> yeah oh. and you can join us in the in the slack chat you find the link to join the slack chat um in the description of uh, in in the in the show notes of every episode and you find the show notes at um, reactive.audio. Mm-hmm. And you find us on Twitter at reactivepod.
1: Yep. And you can find me on Twitter at uh, at rockbot. And you can find our buddy Henning uh, at H hglattergots. And uh, right. where can they find you, t- Khalil?
0: At Khalil Tweets.
1: Excellent.
0: Yeah.
1: Excellent. So, you know... Come hang out with us, chat with us. There are some really there have been some really, really, really great conversations in our Slack channel this week. Um yeah. just really cool and, and interesting uh discussions about Pokemon. Gosh. Pokemon well, it was not just Pokemon. Like there was there's was Pokemon I know, and then more. Yeah. you know
0: all Things. sorts of
1: ES six yeah. and oh
0: yeah gosh <laughs> yeah I also don't remember ex- what it was exactly but there was lots oh of-
1: deployment deployment stuff ah um, mm-hmm. yeah that was pretty cool and tabs tabs lots of tab discussions and anyway also Pokemon
0: always and Pokemon thanks.
1: always Pokemon so anyway alright friends we will chat again next week with Henning. We will have our, our you know, suits and ties and beverages of choice uh, to, to ring in the new year.
0: Ta-da! All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Okay.
1: Bye.